0: This fall, L.L. Bean wants to help you get outfitted for all that's out there with tips and advice for heading outdoors and exploring all the possibilities of the season. Here's a tip to help you stay comfortable when camping in cold weather. Before bed, boil some water, pour it into your water bottle, and stick it into the foot of your sleeping bag. The heat will radiate out, giving you toasty toes and a comfy night's sleep. For more fun ideas, easy how-tos, and inspiring stories, visit llbean.com guide. It's that spooky time of year again, when the leaves are turning orange and red, the days get shorter and the nights longer, and there seems to be a ghoul hiding around every bend on the trail, which means it's also the perfect time of year for a themed episode. I'm Jason Epperson, and today on America's National Parks, we will be traversing the country to hear about some obscure hauntings and a curse that has been verified by multiple visitors. So join me as we visit some of the most haunted spots in our national parks. Some of today's episode may not be appropriate for small children. Let's begin in the Grand Canyon, over 1,900 square miles of rugged, deadly beauty in Arizona, larger than the state of Rhode Island. The park can make its own weather and is home to over 1,000 hidden caves. Scientists believe that the Colorado River started carving the canyon as far back as 70 million years ago. While many different fossils have been found in the park, no dinosaur bones have ever been found. Scientists focus on the facts in front of them. But there are just as many unexplained events, ghost sightings, and people who go missing in Grand Canyon National Park to warrant its reputation as one of the spookiest parks in America. Here's Abigail. It's 1928.
1: The majestic Grand Lodge near the north rim of the Grand Canyon has just opened. Designed by architect Gilbert Stanley Underwood, featuring a Spanish-style exterior, it showcases the grandeur and vistas of the park, with an observation tower where many visitors get their first peek at the enormity of the canyon. Unfortunately, the lodge would be destroyed by a mysterious fire only four years later. While the lodge was being finished, a family moved into the dwelling and spent many days exploring the canyon around them. The father, mother, and son enjoyed hiking and observing wildlife and spent hours outdoors. One day, the father and son decided to hike the transept trail. This trail is three and a half miles that today runs between the lodge and the North Rim campground. Unfortunately, the weather as it is known to do in the park, took a deadly turn. The father and son were trapped on the trail, exposed to the elements. Although they turned around and were struggling to make it back to the lodge, the pair had no chance of survival. Both fell to their deaths, perishing in the canyon that they had loved exploring. Overcome with grief, the young mother went out searching for her family as soon as weather cleared. Dressed in a white dress with blue flowers, she walked the trail for hours, calling out desperately and crying for her husband and son. No trace of either was found during the search, and eventually the woman returned to the lodge, heartbroken. Overcome by sadness, she took her own life in the hotel room where she had spent countless happy hours with her family. Shortly after that, guests began reporting strange happenings around the lodge and on the trail. Reports of a crying woman, clothed in a white dress with blue flowers and a scarf around her head, were recorded. sightings of the wailing woman as she was nicknamed tended to happen in the evening on transept trail and as hikers approached the woman she would disappear visitors also reported hearing crying but not being able to tell where it was coming from The Wailing Woman still appears to hikers and park rangers today, haunting the trail 100 years later. Hikers who don't catch a glimpse of the apparition report hearing the forlorn crying and wailing echoing through the canyon. The Wailing Woman wanders the trail to this day, searching for her husband and son. pitifully crying out to be reunited with her family. Credible witnesses report either seeing the woman dressed in old-fashioned clothes wandering the trail, or hear her crying, making her one of the most prolific spirits in the park. And according to former park ranger Andrea Lankford, author of Haunted Hikes, Spine-Tingling Tales and Trails from North America's National Parks, Not only does the Wailing Woman haunt the trail with her eerie crying, she haunts the grounds around the lodge, and the lodge itself. Now, in 1932, the original lodge burned down inexplicably. But there are many eyewitness accounts of orders seeing the Wailing Woman's face in the flames of the fire. Was her anger at losing her family and her own life the cause of destruction? The lodge has since been reconstructed, and caretakers report that there is a certain door in the lodge the ghost demands remain closed. Whenever she finds the door left open, she will slam it shut, day or night. The caretaker therefore makes sure to pay special attention that the door remains closed as not to anger the wailing woman. Other doors in the lodge occasionally slam shut as well, frightening the staff. The wailing woman is not the only ghost you may encounter in the Grand Canyon. Since records begin in the mid-1800s, over 700 people have died in the park, with over 100 documented sightings of apparitions. So, if you like your hike with a sight of the supernatural, you may want to hike Transept Trail
0: You've heard of the Bermuda Triangle, or Devil's Triangle, an area of ocean between Florida, Bermuda, and Puerto Rico, where more than 325 planes and 1,200 ships have been lost or destroyed in an area about the size of Alaska since the 1930s. But did you know that Yosemite has its own Bermuda Triangle? Yosemite National Park in California is the sixth most visited park due to the amazing amount of trails for both hikers and rock climbers, the sweeping vistas, the stunning meadows, the sequoia groves and massive cliffs. Yosemite is known as naturalist John Muir's favorite park. However, the park he loved so much almost claimed his life. Within Yosemite lies Tenaya Canyon, nicknamed the Bermuda Triangle of Yosemite by park rangers due to mysterious disappearances, accidents, and deaths. The canyon runs from the outlet of Tenaya Lake 10 miles down to Yosemite Valley, carrying water in Tenaya Creek through a series of spectacular cascades and pools and then into a deep canyon below Cloud's Rest, a giant granite mountain adjacent to Half Dome. Tenaya Canyon has no marked foot trail, and people who attempt this passage must be able to repel. In fact, the area has several signs posted warning travelers to turn back if they don't have the proper hiking equipment. Experienced climbers say the canyon is difficult to traverse in the best of times and is in danger of flash flooding during heavy storms. It's a steep and rugged trail, and rocks often become slippery from rainy weather. In addition, Tenaya is classified as a 3BV by the American Canyoneering Association. For us non-climbing folks, the 3 is an intermediate rating on a scale of 1 to 4, with 4 the most difficult. B is a measure of water volume on a scale of A to C, and the V indicates that the trip will take one and a half days. Now, Tanaya Canyon was named after Native American Chief Tanaya, leader of the Awanichi people, the original inhabitants of the area. The following is according to researcher and climber Christopher Earls Brennan.
1: In the early 1850s, the white settlers decided to remove the Awanichis to a reservation near Fresno and sent a battalion of men to effect this deportation. Needless to say, the Awanichis did not want to leave their valley. There followed a number of invasions and negotiations and escapes. Months passed. And when a second battalion under Captain John Bowling entered the valley to resume the deportation effort, the confrontation turned violent. Several young Indians were captured and one was shot while trying to escape. This young man was Chief Tanaya's favorite son. When the old chief was informed of his son's death, he was enraged. And during a confrontation with Captain he expressed that anger by laying a curse on the white man. Kill me, sir captain. Yes, kill me, as you killed my son. As you would kill my people if they were to come to you. You would kill all my race if you had the power. You have made me sorrowful, my life dark, You killed the child of my heart. Why not kill the father? You may kill me, sir captain, but you shall not live in peace. I will follow in your footsteps. I will not leave my home, but be with the spirits among the rocks, the waterfalls, in the rivers and in the wind. Wheresoever you go, I will be with you. You will not see me but you will fear the spirit of the old chief and grow cold. That's an excerpt from Elizabeth Godfrey's Yosemite Indians.
0: This was no idle threat. The curse is well known today among climbers and rangers in Yosemite. Tenaya Canyon has been the site of numerous strange accidents and deaths, earning its Bermuda Triangle moniker. Climbers have equipment that fails, expert outdoors people become disoriented. In fact, park rangers actively discourage anyone, novice to expert, from attempting the Tanaya Canyon route because of the many dangers and unexplained accidents. Even John Muir, who was believed to be the first white man to explore the canyon in the 1870s, felt the wrath of the curse. Muir penned his account of a near-fatal fall in the lower stretch of the gorge in a letter to a friend in 1873.
1: I was ascending a precipitous rock front, smoothed by glacial action, when I suddenly fell, for the first time since I touched foot to Sierra rocks. After several somersaults, I became insensible from the shock. And when consciousness returned, I found myself wedged among short, stiff bushes. I could not remember what made me fall or where I had fallen from, but I saw that if I had rolled a little further, my mountain climbing would have been finished, for just beyond the bushes, the canyon wall steepened, and I might have fallen to the bottom.
0: We'll be back in a moment but first a quick break for a message from our favorite place to search for the best campground for your national park adventures campendium campendium lists virtually every campground in north america and every type of campsite you can imagine from remote backcountry tent sites to rv parks with water slides and pickleball courts you can search by price including free or by cell service elevation whether pets are allowed Dozens of different search filters will bring you detailed user reviews so you can find the best campsite for your trip. Campendium is free at campendium.com or on the app, and you can upgrade to a RoadPass Pro membership to unlock an ad-free experience with more detailed cell service reports, public land map overlays, trail maps, and more. A RoadPass Pro membership also includes other premium apps like Togo RV and Road Trippers, Visit Campendium.com or download the app today and save $10 off a RoadPass Pro membership with code RVMILES10X. Although few of these incidents make it to the national news, regular visitors to the park who are familiar with Tanaya attribute mysterious accidents, disappearances, and deaths to the curse and actively avoid the Bermuda Triangle of Yosemite. On July 7, 1996, two separate hikers in unrelated incidents died on the same day, trying to traverse the dangerous trail. In 2005, a foreign exchange student hiking part of the John Muir Trail was found deceased after falling several hundred feet into Tenaya Canyon, although he was not supposed to be hiking in that area and did not have the proper climbing equipment. And in 2013, a male and female hiker were stranded for over 24 hours on the side of Mount Watkins, just above Tenaya Creek, after becoming disoriented. If not for a cell phone, the couple would have perished on the trail. Our last spooky story couldn't have a more perfect setting, deep underground in Mammoth Cave National Park, where no light can penetrate. Mammoth Cave is extraordinary, with over 400 miles of surveyed cave systems on five different levels, and is the longest cave system in the world. Over 2 million visitors a year enjoy the unique park and passageways and hear about the strange history. Probably one of the most interesting tidbits about the cave system is that it served as a tuberculosis hospital. According to J. Nathan Couch, in 1839, the cave was even witness to good old-fashioned 19th century quackery. A medical doctor from Louisville named Frank Gorin established a small village for tuberculosis patients inside the cave. At this point in history, no one had the slightest clue how to treat this fatal respiratory illness. Gorin believed that the pure air of the cave would help the lungs and battle infections. Those who didn't leave the cave after a few weeks of the stale, gloomy darkness died. Some of those who did die were discovered by tourists as the tour routes wound right through the TB village. Much of this TB hospital still stands and can be seen on certain present-day cave tours. Now, if traversing miles of underground caves isn't spooky enough, there have been hundreds of documented sightings of apparitions, including the most famous, the ghost of Stephen Bishop, The National Park Service calls Bishop one of the greatest explorers Mammoth Cave has ever known. Is he still exploring the wonders of the cave system today? Visitors think so.
1: Stephen Bishop was an enslaved man who began exploring the caves when he was 18 years old in 1838. His owner, Frank Gorin, purchased the land and cave system Giving Bishop full access. Bishop loved the caves and was known as a skilled explorer, guide, and splunker. He joined and led expeditions to map out the cave system, and Gorin recounted in his writings that Stephen Bishop was a self educated man with some knowledge of Latin and Greek and much knowledge of geology, but his great talent was his knowledge of man. He learned whatever he wished to learn without trouble or labor, and professors of geology spoke highly of his knowledge in that department of science. According to the National Park Service, Bishop was in one of the first expeditions to cross the bottomless pit, and popular areas such as Mammoth Dome and the ruins of Karnak were discovered by Bishop. Stephen Bishop gained his freedom and purchased a tract of land near Mammoth Cave with his wife, but died shortly after, in 1857. He was buried in a cemetery close to the cave system that he loved and explored. You can visit the cemetery and Bishop's headstone just off Heritage Trail near the park's visitor center. So did Bishop refuse to leave the cave system he loved so much, even after death? Visitors report seeing an African-American man dressed in a Panama hat, long-sleeved shirt, and pants. This man joins their tour group, allowing himself to be seen but saying nothing. Rangers have reported candles and lanterns being blown out or being shoved by an unseen force in the dark. Rangers and visitors also report seeing him with the apparition of an unknown woman and two children. On one occasion, two rangers were taking a group through the chief city room when a woman pointed out a man climbing on the rocks at a distance and holding a lantern. The man was wearing a droop-style Panama hat and long-sleeved shirt like those worn by old enslaved guides in the 1800s. Everyone in the tour, including the ranger, saw the apparition from several different angles. But when they moved closer, there was no one there. Eventually, the ranger convinced himself that it was a trick of the shadows, but the tour group was shaken. Was Bishop exploring the cave when he was surprised by the tour group?
0: Whether you believe in ghosts, curses, and the unexplained or not, the national parks are full of stories that can chill us right down to the bone. This episode of America's National Parks was written by Rachel Ryan and narrated by Abigail Trebu. Peter Shen is the author of our theme music and the editor of this episode, and I'm your host, Jason Epperson. If you enjoyed the show, please consider leaving us a rating and a review. If you're new here, make sure to subscribe to the podcast to get new episodes delivered right to your feed if you're looking for photos and tips about visiting national parks check out our america's national parks facebook group and if you're interested in rv travel we hope you'll also check out our rv miles podcast and youtube channel today's show was sponsored by ll bean follow the hashtag #BeAnOutsider and visit llbean.com to find great gear for exploring the national parks and by Campendium. Find listings and reviews for thousands of campsites for your next national park adventure at campendium.com.